Let us pray. And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. Matthew 17, 1 and 2 Like Peter, James, and John, I thank you, Jesus, that you are giving me uncommon access to understanding and experiencing you in new and powerful ways. I praise you for your continued desire to take me higher and deeper into the things of the Lord. In the same way that you were transfigured, Jesus, I thank you that I am being transformed into the very likeness and image of you. In the same way our Heavenly Father validated your purpose, Jesus, with John the Baptist, I also am recognizing the validation I have from you, Lord, to be seen and heard. Transform me from the inside out, and let me bring others who are close to me in on the journey of a transformed life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com A beautiful transfiguration. In our last story, Jesus healed a man who was blind from birth. The young man who was healed was questioned by the Pharisees, for they did not want to admit that Jesus was truly good and had the power to heal. The once blind man stood firm in declaring that no evil man could do what Jesus did. Now we get a glimpse of Jesus' true glory. It emerges forth on a mountain, and three of the disciples come in contact with the true holiness of Christ himself, inspired by the Gospels. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our last episode, we heard how Jesus healed a beggar who had been blind since birth. He used the opportunity to teach his disciples an important lesson about God's compassion and to correct their wrong thinking about the cause of illness and disease. He also used it as an opportunity to show the Pharisees their own lack of compassion and spiritual vision. Today, we'll hear how Peter demonstrates a deeper understanding of who Jesus is. Then we'll learn how Jesus gives three of his closest disciples an opportunity to see his true glory and a mountaintop experience that would leave them both terrified and in wonder at the same time. Let's listen now to the gospel reading. The fire crackled under the evening stars. Jesus and his disciples lounged around the warm flames. Jesus was praying silently to the Lord. The disciples were staring into flickering light. Jesus lifted his eyes to the disciples. What do people say that I am? he asked. The disciples shrugged. Some say that you are John the Baptist, Thaddeus said while poking the fire. Others say you are Elisha. Some would even say you are one of the prophets of old that has risen from the dead, James answered. Jesus looked deep into the flames. But who do you say that I am? he asked. It was a serious question, a question that required thought. Peter lifted his gaze to Jesus. 
He was not known as a deep thinker. In fact, Peter was often known for his fast mouth and brash actions. However, Peter was sure of what he was about to say. He knew it in his bones. Peter looked deeply through the flames towards Jesus. You are the Christ, he said, the Son of God. It was early the next morning, and the sun had not yet peered over the horizon. Darkness still shrouded the cool morning, and Jesus gently woke Peter, James, and John. Not waking the other disciples, Jesus led them up a hill. It overlooked the first moments of sunrise. As Peter, James, and John stood over the valley below, a bright light emerged from Jesus. The brightness was piercing, and his face shone like the rising sun itself. It was as if his humanity was unzipped, and the essence of his deity shone through the cracks. It was too amazing and too terrifying for the three men to describe. Emerging from the light was Moses and Elijah themselves. The three men watched as Jesus spoke with them, yet they were not his equals. The two historic men of faith bowed to Christ as their Lord and spoke to him as God. It was too great for Peter's heart to handle. He spoke up and said, Lord, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents up here for you, Moses and Elijah. Then we can... As Peter was speaking, a bright light consumed Peter and the others completely. A cloud of holy radiance swirled around them like a tempest. Peter shrunk on the floor into a fetal position, covering his eyes from the light. A voice like thunder boomed from the clouds, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am pleased. Hear him and only him. The voice sent all the disciples onto their faces. Then the light disappeared. The disciples opened their eyes to see Jesus standing alone on the top of the hill. They saw Jesus only, without his radiance, but equally holy. He helped them to his feet and led them down the hill. The sun was beginning to rise and they could see the other disciples beginning to stir awake. Tell no one of what you saw this morning, Jesus commanded the three. Not until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. As they were descending down, one of the disciples asked, Isn't it said that Elijah will return before the Son of Man? Jesus nodded and said, It is true, but Elijah has already come back. You just did not recognize him. The disciples understood who he was referring to. John the Baptist was a voice crying from the wilderness. He was the one who came before Jesus, declaring the way of the Lord. We begin today's reading with Jesus and his disciples sitting by a fire. By this point, they've seen their teacher do amazing things, from healing the crippled, lame, and even raising the dead, to feeding thousands in a miraculous display of God's provision. They've heard him speak to the Pharisees, challenging their understanding of God's law and the purpose of God's law. So Jesus begins with a simple question, who do people say I am? The disciples are quick to reply. Some say he's Elijah, others that he's John the Baptist. There seems to be no general consensus or true understanding among many as to who is Jesus. So then he asks the harder question, who do you say that I am? They've been closer to Jesus than anyone. They've seen him in public, spoken to him in private. If anyone was to grasp his true nature, it should be them. I can almost hear the crickets as the question hung in the air. Silence, but not for long. If there's one thing you can say about Simon Peter is that he's quick to jump up and speak his mind. So he says, 
You are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus replied that Peter was correct. But as Jesus continued, he told him that the insight did not come from Peter's own understanding. God had revealed this truth, the foundation of the church God would one day build. The truth that Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, is the core of the Christian faith. Less than a week later, Jesus took Peter, John, and James with him to the top of a high mountain. As we've seen before, these three men had a very special closeness with and access to Jesus. But nothing they'd seen so far had prepared them for what was about to happen. There on top of the mountain, Jesus was transformed right before their eyes. Jesus, the light of the world, shone brightly around them. His face was bright as the sun, and his clothes shone in brilliant white. The disciples were amazed at what they were seeing, but there was more to come. Then Elijah and Moses were standing with Jesus, talking to him. The moment was so spectacular that Peter had an idea. Why don't we just stay here forever, he asked. It's understandable. When we experience something incredible and life-changing, our desire is often to capture that moment and never let it end. But to do so would have been self-serving. This moment was meant to move these disciples to greater things in the future. Everything that Jesus is on the inside is now radiating on the outside. It is a metamorphosis, a transfiguration. And they, the disciples, would then be empowered to take Jesus, the light of the world, to every person they could. It's a reminder for all of us to take these high mountaintop experiences when we feel very close to God and allow them to strengthen us and encourage us so that we would pursue God and share his love with others. No sooner had Peter spoken than a cloud came over them, just as a cloud had covered Israel in the days of Moses in the desert. God's voice thundered out of that cloud, repeating what God had said when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, This is my Son, with whom I am well pleased. But this time, the identification of Jesus as God's Son came with a command, and that command is this, Listen to Him. If there had been any question in their minds that Jesus had come from heaven, that he is the Son of God, now all doubt was wiped away. This realization filled Peter, James, and John with fear because they were in the presence of God. But then we see in Matthew 17 and verse 7, but Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. They had nothing to fear because Jesus was with them. And the same is true today. Because of Christ, we do not have to fear the presence of God. We can fear him properly and respect him and revere him. But fear, real fear, the fear of God is love on its knees and worship of our God. As they descended the mountain, Jesus told them to keep what had happened to themselves until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This command likely perplexed them as they still did not fully understand what Jesus was going to do. One of the disciples asked why some say Elijah must return before the Son of Man, and Jesus explained that in a way, this had already happened. John the Baptist had completed the ministry of Elijah, preparing the way of the Lord. But just as the people failed to recognize Jesus, they did not recognize that John the Baptist was the one declaring the arrival of the Savior. Dear God, we thank you for your word, which is light and life to us. Thank you that you are the Savior, the Son of God, who is the light of the world. 
Help us to remember that in mountaintop experiences, when we see you clearly, that it's not enough for us to remain there, but we are to go and tell others of your love and your grace. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening once again to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Please download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study the priority of your life. And if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love, because by sharing this Word of God, you can make a difference in someone's life. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for living the Christian life, be sure to visit us at jackgraham.org. God bless. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.